Welcome and thank you for accepting the invitation to this Bible study and reflection for December 8th, 2021. A disclaimer before I get too deep into today's Bible study and reflection. Early this morning, I opened up my MacBook Pro and the screen looked very weird. It was doing something called flickering. Fast forward to about an hour ago when I left Simply Mac at Trenum Plaza. They have my MacBook and I might be able to get it back by next Wednesday. I hope so. Something was wrong with the screen that requires a major workover. So bear with me. I know the sound on this probably is a little less quality than you're used to. I'm doing this on my iPad and with limited notes. So with that said, let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we ask you that your word speak to us in a meaningful way, and help us to interpret your word correctly. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk about gifts. And I know we're in the Advent season. We're not in the season of Christmas yet, but it's close. So hopefully you will forgive me for jumping the gun a little bit. A gift, a free gift, no strings attached. This quote was lifted from a short story by Martin Bell, called Barrington Bunny. It's a Christmas story and also an Easter story. The two can't be separated. Both are about giving and about sacrifice. In our culture, we usually give from our surpluses, our extra, when we can afford it. And in our economy today, fewer of us can afford it. But in God's economy, giving is sacrificial. Consider Jesus' discourse with his disciples after observing the giving habits of people at the temple. This reading can be found in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything all she had to live on. Jesus equates giving to sacrifice. He's kind of an authority on the subject. He was the greatest unconditional gift, a free gift, no strings attached. The well-known passage tells us just that, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So, what do we do with this? 
What of us? The Apostle John made sure that we understood the principle that Jesus modeled. God loved, so he gave. Transferred to us, his disciples, his followers. This is what he wrote to the early believers and was captured in the New Testament book of 1 John. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. God loved, so he gave the ultimate gift, Jesus, a free gift, no strings attached. Jesus loved, so he gave the ultimate gift, his life, a free gift, no sacrificial gift, no strings attached. We are called to love, to give ourselves free gifts, sacrificial gifts, with no strings attached. Now, I mentioned a short story written by Martin Bell. It came from a book called The Way of the Wolf, The Gospel in New Images. Stories, poems, songs, and thoughts on the parables of Jesus. And I want to read you this story titled Barrington Bunny. And I think you'll see that it's in context here. Once upon a time in a large forest, there lived a very furry bunny. He had one lop ear, a tiny black nose, and unusually shiny eyes. His name was Barrington. Barrington was not really a very handsome bunny. He was brown and speckled, and his ears didn't stand up straight. But he could hop, and he was, as I have said, very furry. In a way, winter is fun for bunnies. After all, it gives them an opportunity to hop in the snow and then turn around to see where they hopped. So, in no way, winter was fun for, or in a way, winter was fun for Barrington. But in another way, winter made Barrington sad. For, you see, Winter marked the time when all of the animal families got together in their cozy homes to celebrate Christmas. He could hop, and he was furry. But as far as Barrington knew, he was the only bunny in the forest. When Christmas Eve finally came, Barrington did not feel like going home all by himself. So he decided that he would hop for a while in the clearing in the center of the forest. Hop, hop, hippity hop. Barrington made tracks in the fresh snow. Hop, hop, hippity hop. Then he cocked his head and looked back at the wonderful designs he had made. Bunnies, he thought to himself, can hop. And they are very warm, too, because of how furry they are. But Barrington didn't really know whether or not this was true of all bunnies, since he had never met another bunny. When it got too dark to see the tracks he was making, Barrington made up his mind to go home. On his way, however, he passed a large oak tree. High in the branches, there was a great deal of excited chattering going on. Barrington looked up. It was a squirrel family. What a marvelous time they seemed to be having. Hello up there, called Barrington. Hello down there, came the reply. Having a Christmas party? asked Barrington. Oh, yes, answered the squirrels. It's Christmas Eve. Everyone is having a Christmas party. 
May I come to your party, said Barrington softly. Are you a squirrel? No. What are you then? A bunny. A bunny? Yes. Well, how can you come to the party if you're a bunny? Bunnies can't climb trees. That's true, said Barrington thoughtfully. But I can hop, and I'm very furry and warm. We're sorry, called the squirrels. We don't know anything about hopping and being furry. But we do know that in order to come to our house, you will have to be able to climb trees. Oh, well, said Barrington. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, chattered the squirrels, and the unfortunate bunny hopped off toward his tiny house. It was, beginning, it was beginning to snow when Barrington reached the river. Near the river bank was a wonderfully constructed house of sticks and mud. Inside there was singing. It's the beavers, thought Barrington. Maybe they will let me come to their party. And so he knocked on the door. Who's out there, called a voice. Barrington Bunny, he replied. There was a long pause, and then a shiny beaver head broke the water. Hello, Barrington, said the beaver. May I come to your Christmas party, asked Barrington. The beaver thought for a while, and then he said, I suppose so. Do you know how to swim? No, said Barrington, but I can hop, and I am very furry and warm. Sorry, said the beaver. I don't know anything about hopping and being furry, but I do know that in order to come to our house, you will have to be able to swim. Oh, well, Barrington muttered, his eyes filling with tears. I suppose that's true. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, called the beaver, and he disappeared between the surface of the water. Even being as fur as he was, Barrington was beginning to get cold, and the snow was falling so hard that his tiny bunny eyes could scarcely see what was ahead of him. He was almost home, however, when he heard the excited squeaking of field mice beneath the ground. It's a party, thought Barrington. And suddenly he blurted out through his tears, Hello, field mice. This is Barrington Bunny. May I come to your party? But the wind was howling so loudly and Barrington was sobbing so much that no one heard him. And when there was no response at all, Barrington just sat down in the snow and began to cry with all his might. Bunnies, he thought, aren't any good to anyone. What good is it to be furry and to be able to hop, even if you don't have any family on Christmas Eve? Barrington cried and cried. When he stopped crying, he began to bite on his bunny's foot, but he did not move from where he was sitting in the snow. Suddenly, Barrington was aware that he was not alone. He looked up and strained his shiny eyes to see who was there. To his surprise, he saw a great silver wolf. The wolf was large and strong, and his eyes flashed fire. He was the most beautiful animal Barrington had ever seen. For a long time, the silver wolf didn't say anything at all. He just stood there and looked at Barrington with those terrible eyes. Then slowly and deliberately the wolf spoke. Barrington, he asked in a gentle voice, why are you sitting in the snow? Because it's Christmas Eve, said Barrington, and I don't have any family, and bunnies aren't good to anyone. Bunnies are too good, said the wolf. Bunnies can hop, and they are very warm. 
What good is that, Barrington sniffed. It is very good indeed, the wolf went on, because it is a gift that bunnies are given, a free gift with no strings attached. And every gift that is given to anyone is given for a reason. Someday you will see why it is good to hop and to be warm and furry. But it's Christmas, moaned Barrington, and I'm all alone. I don't have any family at all. Of course you do, replied the great silver wolf. All of the animals in the forest are your family. And then the wolf disappeared. He simply wasn't there. Barrington had only blinked his eyes, and when he looked, the wolf was gone. All of the animals in the forest are my family, thought Barrington. It's good to be a bunny. Bunnies can hop. That's a gift. And then he said it again. A gift. A free gift. On into the night, Barrington worked. First, he found the best stick he could, and that was difficult because of the snow. Then hop, hop, hippity hop to the beaver's house. He left the stick just outside the door with a note on it that read, Here is a good stick for your house. It is a gift, a free gift. No strings attached. Signed, a member of your family. It is a good thing that I can hop, he thought, because the snow is very deep. Then Barrington dug and dug. Soon he had gathered enough dead leaves and grass to make the squirrel's nest warmer. Hop, hop, hippity hop. He laid the grass and leaves just under the large oak tree and attached this message. A gift, a free gift from a member of your family. It was late when Barrington finally started home. And what made things worse was that he knew a blizzard was beginning. Hop, hop, hippity hop. Soon poor Barrington was lost. The wind howled ferociously, and it was very, very cold. It certainly is cold, he said out loud. It's a good thing I'm so furry, but if I don't find my way home pretty soon, even I might freeze. Squeak, squeak. And then he saw it, a baby field mouse lost in the snow, and the little mouse was crying. Hello, little mouse, Barrington called. Don't cry. I'll be right there. Hippity hop, and Barrington was beside the tiny mouse. I'm lost, sobbed the little fellow. I'll never find my way home. And I know I'm going to freeze. You won't freeze, said Barrington. I'm a bunny, and bunnies are very furry and warm. You stay right where you are, and I'll cover you up. Barrington lay on top of the little mouse and hugged him tight. The tiny fellow felt himself surrounded by warm fur. He cried for a while, but soon, snug and warm, he fell asleep. Barrington had only two thoughts that long, cold night. First, he thought, it's good to be a bunny. Bunnies are very furry and warm. And then... When he felt the heart of the tiny mouse beating regularly, he thought, all of the animals in the forest are my family. Next morning, the field mice found their little boy asleep in the snow, warm and snug beneath the furry carcass of a dead bunny. Their relief and excitement was so great that they didn't even think to question where the bunny had come from. And as for the beavers and the squirrels, 
they still wonder which member of their family left the little gifts for them that Christmas Eve. After the field mice had left, Barrington's frozen body simply lay in the snow. There was no sound except that of the howling wind, and no one anywhere in the forest noticed the great silver wolf who came to stand beside that brown, lop-eared carcass. But the wolf did come, and he stood there, without moving or saying a word, all Christmas Day, until it was night, and then he disappeared into the forest. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your gifts. We thank you for the gift of your Son. We thank you for the gift of your love. We ask that you would allow your Holy Spirit to stir up that love in us and help us share it with others during this holiday season. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.